I like when you start oh, wow. in the beginning because it's a topic, and then you can start the recording right away. This is a right topic. What's the topic this week? The topic is... Hananya, Michel, Vazaria, and the frogs. And what? We didn't stop there. We had to make a longer title. Huh? Just to, <laughs> to live for the Ebishta or to die for the Ebishta. What's great? Oh, really? That's a Masada? You can weave in That's Masada a, in there? Yeah. Oh, this was Masada they weren't doing Yeah, I have it on the next page. The whole shear yeah, is in the title. I have the Tosis on the... Tosis is number yeah, five. Oh, yeah. The then number seven the is a Tosis in Zubra. Not just the Yerushalayim, but the latest scholar. Chaf Aleph? Famous for this. Oh, no, about the... This is strictly... Yeah, about explaining Rashi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're glad you're able to you join us this week. Right, right, right. We had the right to defend Russia. That's right. Oh wow. Oh boy. Yeah, be careful. I know. I'm all. Right. Listen, with this crowd, I always have to be careful. As soon as you saw your topic, you researched everything in ten. Yeah, yeah. The things in the top is like not, like that. Yeah. It's, like, it's like what Benji did in uh, Chicago. Yeah. No, not sure though. I'm sure Frank. James, did that be that? You don't camp the where you have to say the word. We're live. And then the whole like. Apparently, we've been starting the recordings too late. Give a topic, like it's totally off topic. What you're talking about? We just say the word in the morning. All the Purushim of Gemara. I knew this guy was gonna be super into that. He's like, and then he says, "Why don't we do Afyemi here instead of doing it at Shul?" And then he starts pulling out like Tzvi, Rashba, yeah. And the guy's like, "The whole shit." The guy's like, "Well, that was genius. That's that's preparation." Oh, yeah, yeah. We went to Shul after that. We were all drunk, but we went to Shul. And they're, they're giving, they're bringing Benji to the front, giving him this. Yeah, they call it a big scholar. That's really funny. It's like the the well-known story of Gershon Mendel Gorelli, one of the first shluchim, went to Italy. The, the well-known story. He was heading to a. That's I've heard lady say it. Yeah, right. right. That's okay, good story. He was heading to a big conference of European rabbis, and this was 60 years ago when he had some huge guns over there. So he asked yeah. the Rebbe, what should he, uh, what, he's going to be asked to give a, a little pulpul. Now he wasn't, he wasn't a great scholar. He asked him, what should I say? The Rebbe told him to take the Sefer Sha'are Yehuda from the Yehuda Eber, who was a Labavitur Rosh Yeshiva in Warsaw and then Otvotsk till he was murdered by the Nazis. Yemach Shemam. And the Rebbe said, look at something over there. So he takes the Sefer, he reads a piece, he prepares, prepares a little shir. Comes to the conference, he's in line to speak. He's not the first, and he was a young man. Before him, one of the big European rabbis speaks on the same topic. Not just that, he asked the same kasha as him. And Gershom Mendel is biting his nails. You know, what's he gonna, what's he gonna say now? Halfway through the guy's drosha, the guy starts coughing. Uh, he had an issue with his back. He couldn't finish, he couldn't finish the shear. Gershom Mendel gets up and said, you know what? <laughs> I had something to say, but you know, I'll just continue where he left off. And he answered the Yehuda Ebba's answers, and it was unbelievable. With the, with the guy with the two people with who the came the in carriage. with the trial. With the carriage. Yeah, the trial. They saw the guy in the... Uh, yeah. They came to the Alter Ebba. Alter Ebba told them about Alter Ebba. give him a bracha. The Alter Ebba says, what's the... They uh, found after the meal that he put chili powder in the guy's food before. <laughs> <laughs> what's the... Um, what was the question that the Alter Ebba asked them? Something that the czar was yeah, looking what's, for. Oh, yeah. oh, Machusa 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 he doesn't go by his name. He doesn't go by his name. His so name is concealed. That's a lot of philosophy, philosophy minister. 
There's no philosophy minister. There was. Right. Philosophy minister. Like a philosophy minister. That's just a. They got the wrong guy. They thought they were. They didn't have a philosophy minister. No, it was supposed to be the minister of jurisprudence. Education. But it ended up being the wrong guy. The wrong guy. He says to them, "What does it mean?" They give him the answer. Because the czar just gave him that question, and if you give me the answer, I'll help you. Because I'm good friends with the other minister that they were looking for. When the Altareb had told it to them, they thought they, this guy's off yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so this guy's Mashuk. They luck, they wasted their money. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they were struck by lightning, stopped in their tracks. Yeah. Right. The great thing that I could have stored, America Schlafis, in Belgium, that the Rav over there didn't really like the lavagers, but uh, he wasn't like against, I don't know, he would let them in, but he, wouldn't, he wasn't very nice to them. Um, I think one of the things you have to do to go, to go on Microsoft stuff was you have to like just learn a pilpul. Okay. In the early days. So this Bakr learned up some pilpul that was like slugged up or a shash. And he comes there and he tells me, you know, they're up. Maybe there's maybe a little time with Vartera, maybe he'll get on his good side. So you're going to tell me in Vartera, I'm a student of the Rashash. So he says, Rashash, I have a question, the Rashash. And he goes and he, sh- and he takes, he slugs him up, but then he answers and he slugs him up again. Kids are, from then on, he didn't, he didn't mind the lavage. Right, right, beautiful. Yeah, you see, the Eibishter helps. Yeah. The Eibishter helps. Fine. The Apter Rebbe, Avram Yeshua, the Apter of, awesome. Avram Yeshua Heschel of Apter, who was a contemporary of the Alter Rebbe. He was a bit of an antagonist against Chassidus Chabad. But he was a great man, and <clears throat> he once touched the Pasuk that Bilam said, May my soul die the death of the righteous. And may my end be like him. Bilam meant many things with that. One of them was he was hoping he would die like the others by the kiss of God, etc., etc. <coughs> but the Apta Rebbe touched like this. Thomas nafshi is when a yid desires to die al Kiddush Hashem. I wish I died al Kiddush Hashem. But then Bilam finishes, no, you know what's even greater? I should hang around and I should live and my life, that my life should continue to be in the state of Mercedes Nevis. And that's greater. Bilam said this? Well, it's a prophecy in Parshish Bolak. Oh. It was a, yeah, part of his nevuah. So the vort is that living Al-Kiddush Hashem is a greater feat. It's a greater accomplishment to live Al-Kiddush Hashem than to die Al-Kiddush. Dying Al-Kiddush Hashem is a one-time thing. Living with it is much harder. In fact, that's why we say that the Akkad is always, on the one hand, it's called Akkad, Yitzchak, Yitzchak was bound. But we say, Holy Kim Nisus Avroam, Hashem tested Avroam. Because Yitzchak was going to die a one-time thing. Avroam was going to live with it. It's a similar idea. But for a Yid to live in Golos and constantly give himself over to the Ebishter is a, a harder test because it's constant. It's constant. Anyhow, that's always been a shayla, dying Al-Kiddush Hashem or living Al-Kiddush Hashem. And we have a fascinating discussion. In fact, the bulk of our discussion is not even on the paper. <laughs> but, but it won't take too long. We're going to discuss an incredible tshuva of the Shavuot Yaakov. And, you know, a, a, a mind-boggling idea. But we begin number one. Number one is a story in Sefer Daniel. And the connection to this week's parasha we will see. We'll read some Aramaic. We did some Aramaic a few weeks ago. Some people liked it. Some people hated it. Well, listen. Can't make everybody happy. Here's a bit of Aramaic. 
This is a Nebuchadnezzar after he destroys the Beis Amikdash. He is in Bovel and in the Bikas Dura, in the Valley of Dura, he sets up a huge uh, image, 60 Amas tall, 30 wow. meters, 100 feet tall, very tall. And everyone must bow, whoever does not is liable to be burnt immediately. Nebuchadnezzar is informed by some of his uh, officers, advisors, they tell him there's a few Jews who are resisting. Who are they? Hananiah, Mishol, Vazariah. Now, Nebuchadnezzar knew them well. In fact, 11 years before the Churban, Nebuchadnezzar traveled to Eretz Yisrael to capture the Jewish king of the time, Yehoyakim, who had rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, in place of Yehoyakim, Nebuchadnezzar places Yehoyakim's son, Yehoyakim, and uh, right away he takes Yechonia as well. And together with Yechonia, when he schlepped him to Bovel, he took thousands of anyone that was worth their weight in salt, anyone that had something to add to the Babylonian infrastructure and the arts and the sciences, he schlepped to Bovel. He schlepped Daniel, he schlepped Mordechai, he schlepped Yechezkel, he schlepped Hananiah, Mishal, Vazariah. Some say Esther was a little girl then as well. Nebuchadnezzar schleps them all to Babel. And Hananiah, Mishal, Vazariah, and Daniel, all four of them, he brings to his palace. And uh, he loved these guys. But now Nebuchadnezzar is told, Hananiah, Mishal, Vazariah are defying the edict. Onay Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar responded, he said, Hatsta, which means like, are you being serious? Or it means, is it small in your eyes? Shadrach, Meshach, Vaved, Nagoi. Those are the names, the Aramaic names of Hananya, Mishol, Vazaria. Leloikoi, Loi, Seichon, Polchin. You're not bowing down to my God. What are the Aramaic names? I don't know, but that's just Aramaic names. I don't know. Well, that's what they were called then? Yeah, yeah. Hananya, uh, when they were taken into the palace in Babylon, the minister that was in charge of them said, You're not Hananya, you're Shadrach. You're not Mishol, um, um, you're Mesha. Yeah, Aved Nagoya is Azariah, yeah. That makes some sense. Azariah, God help me. Oh yeah, Taka, is that Asaf? What? Is that why Daniel was called Asaf? Well, you also had, well, that was a Persian name. Looks like this is a Belt Shatzar. So random, okay. So he says, Polchin. You're not bowing to my God. Well, it's Selam Dava Diakemis and to the golden statue that I erected, Los Sogdin. You do not prostrate yourself. Ka'an, now, you will in the future, at the time, when you hear, call the voice of Karn of the Horn. Mashroi Kisra, Kasrois, Sabka, Psanterin, Sumponya. All of these are types of instruments. It could be a symphony. Sumpanya is from the word symphony. Mm. Um, these are all types of instruments that they would blow. Vachal zanez more all types of zimra. When you hear that tiplon, you must fall. Vasiskudun, you must bow. Letsalma diavdes to the tselam that I made. Vehain losses, if you don't. Bashaita on the spot, sisrumun, you will be cast. Lugoya atun noira into the fire, to the flaming fire. Umanu who is God, the Yeshez vinchum who's going to save you from me? 
Now, he already heard that they had defied the order, but because he liked them, he's giving them a second chance. Anoi Shadrach and they... Right, right, yeah, we're going to get to that, yeah, yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, Vaved, Nagoy, they responded, Vaarmin, they said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, Lo chashkin anachno, we are not concerned. I'll do not piskom on this matter, Lahasavusach, to respond to you. Hein, Isaiah, Lakarno, de anachno, Polchin. It's true, the God that we bow down to, Yochil, Lashay, is able to save us. Min atun nudo yakidito from this burning fire. Umin yadoch, and from your hand, Malka, O king, Yeshayzu, he will save us. Vehein law, and even not, even if God won't save us, Yediyah leve loch Malka, let it be known to you, king. Dilelekach lo isana pochum, we will not bow down, we will not serve your God. Ulatselem dava diakemta, and to the golden image, lo niskud, we will not prostrate ourselves. And that's what we have here. And we know that Nebuchadnezzar became infuriated and he had them chucked into the fire. He told his officers to increase the heat sevenfold. All the officers that were involved in the increasing of the heat died. And uh, the three people, Hanan Mishra Vazariah, survived. Now, one... Right, right. Now, one issue we're going to see is, did they know they would survive? Or did they think they would die? Or were they unsure? We're gonna, it's, it's, it's actually when very negative. We're going to come back to it. These are all right. Right. Were all they the, Nevi'im, so they probably didn't know. Nevi'im don't know everything, only what God reveals to them. There's something called Hashem Helimimani. The Abishta can hide things from the greatest Navi. Five. What does that have to do with this week's Parsha? So, in Va'eda, we have the Tzfardim. What are the Tzfardim? The Pashtus most believe they were frogs because the Medrash speaks about how they were makarka, they were croaking. Rabbeinu Hananel, one of the earliest of the Rishonim, says they were crocodiles. Also, that's why we know. And the Ramban brings that it was uh, crocodiles because it says in Tehillim that uh, there was Odoiv, the Abish to send the Odoiv, Utsfardeya, and the Tsfardeya, the Tashchisim, and the Tsfardeya destroyed them. Why does David HaMelech put Orev and Tzvardeya next to each other? They didn't happen that way. It was Dom, Tzvardeya, Kinnam, then Orev. Yet in Tehillim, David HaMelech says Orev and Tzvardeya in the same Pasuk. And what does it mean that Tzvardeya bat Hashchisim, that it destroyed Mitzrayim? What a cro- uh, frogs just croak. It's a riot that they were, uh, they were Mashchisim, they were dis- it was a destructive force. They were alligators, crocodiles. It was mamish like the Mak of Orev, was wild beasts. I, the Medrash, speaks about them croaking. So the Nitziv, the Nitziv believes that they were both. The Nitziv says there were two types of Tzvartim. There were the frogs and there were crocodiles. Crocodiles are kind of able to croak, though. <laughs> never, I've, 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 never, I've never had the, the opportunity <laughs> to hear crocodiles. How do you mean? But yeah, well, listen, the alligators croak, only crocodiles. This is why the Nile crocodile is known as... Because they, 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 everyone... They bellow in the water and it so I understand, like when they would have baked because they're crocodile no, just in the bread. They have, people have studied all the differences of alligators and crocodiles, and I don't remember coming across the difference if they croak or not. Unless an alligator also they makes both, this, uh, they, they both do, they both do. Uh-huh. Fine. So the Ditsib says that what was the difference? The frogs filled up the entire land, and they were croaking, but the crocodiles were the ones that entered the homes. Now, I would have thought, Fakir, the crocodiles would be on the streets and the frogs entered the homes. He says, no. 
the crocodiles were in the homes and the frogs in the street. So he says they were both there. Others tying a nose, only frogs, but there's a certain giant toad. There's a giant frog that actually has a certain Latin name, which is so big and vicious that it can destroy other animals. It can rip other animals apart. And... Uh, no, no, no. He says it was crocodiles, and it says both true. Fine. I'll call upon him, so we have these Sfardim. Uh, by the way, Tzfardeya, Tzfar in Aramaic is Tzafra, means the morning. Deya means to know. Frogs know when it's the morning. They croak at night, changes in the morning. Tzfardeya, they know when the morning comes. You know what that Bible does say? Why did God send Tzfardim that were croaking away? Because when the Jewish women were giving birth, they couldn't make a sound. They, had, they wanted to conceal the birth of their kids. The machine wouldn't come after them. So these frogs were, uh, all the noise the frogs were giving and giving the Mitzrayim a headache, this was all the, making exactly, making up for all the, the, the music, the noise of the pregnant Jewish women when they had childbirth, that they had to restrain themselves. Now the Mitzrayim are going to hear the noise. I once saw that Avigdor Miller, he writes that when the Mitzrayim saw the frogs coming out of the water, to them it was the biggest nightmare they imagined that these were those babies that they had thrown into the water and those babies were all coming back because these are frightening is frogs. This is the dagger I see before me. That's what Avigdor Miller said. Sounds like a horror, a horror video. Yeah, it's coming out of the river. <laughs> all the babies coming out in the guise of these frogs. Anyhow, but let's go weiter. Number two. To Gemarim Sochim. Oidzu Dodash Tudus Ishlemi, Tudus, a man of Rome, gave the following Joshua. Maro Hananya Mishol Vazarya. Why did they see fit Shemosru Atzman? They gave themselves al Kedushas Hashem to die. Lakiv Shoneish. Why did they decide to die? They should have bowed down. That seems to be his question. His answer is Nosu Kavachoyme Baatzman. They made a Kavachoyme Tzfadim from the dogs. From the frogs, pardon me. Umats fardim, just like the frogs. She'ein mitzuvin al kedushas Hashem. Frogs have no mitzvah to sanctify God's name, right? They don't bechlal of mitzvahs. Ksiv buhu, nonetheless, it says about them in this week's parsha that that Pyro is told ubohu v'olu b'veisecho they will enter your homes ubetanarech into your ovens u'mishusecho into your kneading bowls. Emosai mishadus mitzuyis eight sultaner. When is a kneading bowl where you knead dough next to the oven when the oven is on and ready for the dough to be thrown in? Have the tana was hot and the frogs went in. So onu as yidin shemetsuven al kedusha. We have a mitzvah of kiddush Hashem. Allah has come for come for sure, and they threw themselves into the fire. But what's the basis of the question for him asking? Isn't it obvious that they would, that they would do it? That's a great question. That's a great question. It's a great question. So first of all, when the Shagas Arya, during one of his travels, apparently he came to Vilna. And he heard there's a brilliant child by the name of Rebellio, the Vilna Gon. Some say the Vilna Gon was about seven years old at the time. It's possible the Vilna Gon was born in 1720. The Shagas Arya is born in the early 1690s. And the Shagas Arya asked the boy about this Gemara. How could Tudor say that the frogs had no mitzvah to die? 
The Abishta says that the frogs have to enter into the oven. That means the frogs had to go. Yeah, they don't have a general mitzvah on Kiddush Hashem. They don't have any mitzvahs. But punct in this Indian, they were told, they were foretold they have to go into the ovens. That's why they went in. So the Vilna Gaon said, well, lots of frogs, right? Each frog could have said about itself, let my friend go into the oven. I'm going to go into the beds. I'll go into the houses. No individual frog had to be the one to take upon itself to go to the oven. And they say the Shagasari gave the boy a kiss. I don't know, that's the story the Litvishers say. There's another, there's another story they say that it must have been later on that the Shagasarya met the Vilna Gon years later. And he asked him a massive kasha that he had. And uh, he had asked this to many people and no one gave him a, an answer, a good answer. He asked it to the Vilna Gon, the Vilna Gon was quiet. The Shagasarya then, he left. About a mile away from the city, he sees there's someone running next to the carriage. The Vulnagon had ran all the way. He stops the Shagasari's carriage. He gives him the answer, a great answer. So the Shagasari said, Taka gone, but minus a mile. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it took <laughs> Anyhow, but uh, who knows? These are, the, the, these are the legends. We absolutely do not. We do not. There was a literature, Rabbi Eisel Chodif. It's 150 years now from his, his Petita. One of the, he was a misnagid, one of the big, big uh, literature geniuses 200 years ago. And he, uh, he once came into Yeshiva and he says, I'm going to ask you guys a whopping kasha. Anyone gives the answer, you'll be my son-in-law. He presents the kasha, the Bochum are scratching their heads, no one has an answer. So he says, all right. And he leaves and he gets in his wagon. And all of a sudden, someone bangs on the door. He opens the wagons. He says, oh, you have the answer? The Barcha says, no, but I want to hear the answer. I can't let you leave without giving me the answer. Oh, you'll be my son-in-law. <laughs> I guess you know, say that. That's it. Plan B. Plan B, right? At least the guy that wants the answer. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. So <clears throat> in order to explore this further, we're going to see some fascinating things. <laughs> But uh, we, we need a bit of background, just a bit of background. And the background starts with the following. Look at number three. When it comes to the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, so there's a number of important details and also some major arguments. And uh, let's have a look. We're going to see the Rambam's opinion. Now you should know that Rambam's opinion is not unanimous by any means. But the Rambam, the Rambam does, give a good, does do a good job of, of giving a clarkite. Call base Yisrael, every Jew has a mitzvah on Kiddush Hashem. It says, V'nikdashti b'seich b'nei Yisrael, Pashas Emmer. Every Yid must sanctify God's name. Kate said how, in the fourth line, if a guy gets up and he forces a Yid, la'avar al-achas mikol mitzvah. If a guy says, I want you to eat the treif, I want you to wear the shatnas, or I'll kill you, yavar, eat the treif, loy, don't be killed. Because it says by mitzvah, it says in Pashas Achremus, the Abishta wants us to live with mitzvahs. A mitzvah should not be the cause of a person to die. Instead of dying not to violate the mitzvah, violate the mitzvah and keep yourself alive. They should not cause your death. So it's funny, the Rambam starts off by saying, Ketzad, what's the question of Ketzad? He wants to describe the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. And the first example he says is a case where you actually do the Avera. 
not a case where you should die. It's kind of a funny way to start. So J.B. Soloveitchik would always say, this is also part of Kiddush Hashem. Doing the Aveira to keep yourself alive so you can do more mitzvahs, that's also sanctifying God's name. Keeping a Yiddish or Yid alive is a Kiddush Hashem. Keeping the Nisham inside the body also sanctifies God's name. So Rabbi is an anxious and his brother in the, in the jail cell. Not davening here with the toilet. No, it's not. Rabbi Zusha. Close, close. Not close. I knew the jail cell and, the, and there were two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Any, and, the Ramb- and the Rambam classically holds, you have to eat the treif, <laughs> you have to break the Shabbos, you got to wear the shatness, etc., etc. The imes, and if you decide to die, the loy of or not to transgress, suicide. The Rambam holds, if you're allowed to do the Avera, you must. It's not arbitrary. You don't have a choice to play with your life. If you decide to take your life or let the guy kill you, it's suicide. Now, most actually disagree with the Rambam on that point, as we'll see. But continues the Rambam, When do I say this, that you should do the Avera? Bishar Mitzvah by the other 610. Except for Avodah Gilead Ayas and murder. Avosholosh Averis Eilu, it's a different, different kettle of fish. In Yoimelay, if the guy says, or Yid says, doesn't matter who, Aver al Achasmen, I want you to transgress one of these three. Oite Horeg. Or if you won't, if you won't, you'll die. Yehara, you must die. Val Yavar, you cannot transgress. Okay, so far so good. That, that, that's pretty clear. Continues the Rambam. Bamed Varmamurim. When did I say in Halacha Aleph? That when it comes to regular mitzvahs, do the Avera, is only Bizman Shahagoi Miskaven Lahanoasatsmoi. If the Goy wants you to break Shabbos to cook for him, the guy wants you to eat he cooked the food, he wants, he's offended if you don't eat it. It's for his Hanoah. Build the house on Shabbos. Or he wants you to cook for him on Shabbos. Or or he wants you to... No, I think... Um, it's probably supposed to mean if the woman forces him to be with her for her benefit. Now, I, it's Gili Arias, could be a guy. According to many, to be with a guy is not, is not, you know, it's a big machlokis in the Rishonim. But either way, Aval in this Now, or it could be this guy just wants you to rape a woman to mess up that person's family, you know, whatever the reason. Anyhow, Aval in this kaven bavad. But if the guy wants you to eat the trave just because he wants to, just because he wants you to eat trave, so then it depends if it's public or private. Im If it's just the two of you, the There's no ten people, then still yavr do the aver al yark don't I? But if it's public, im There's ten Jewish people, and the guy's doing it just to spite you, so it checks those two boxes. A, it's dafka to, to to harass you as a Jew, so and B, to build him a house. right, right, it's dafka lahaviri ala mitzvahs. He gets nothing from it. He just wants you to break Shabbos just because. And it's in public. Then any mitzvah says the Rambam, Yeharag valyavu, you must die. Afilu lo niskavan lahaviri, even if it's only shar mitzvahs bovad. So the Rambam saying very clearly, 
If it's the big three, it doesn't matter what the circumstances, you have to die. If it's other mitzvahs, then it depends. If it's other mitzvahs and it has the two checks, A, it's in public, B, it's just to make you do the Avera, then any mitzvah you have to die. But if it doesn't have both of, if you can't tick both of those boxes, if it's in private, or even if it's public, but the guy wants you just to build his house on Shabbos, then uh, you would have to do the Avera, you have no right to die. Halacha Gimel, the Rambam adds one clause. V'chol hadvarim ha'elu is only if it's shaloi b'shas hashmad, regular times. But if it's shas hashmad, which means a king like Nebuchadnezzar and his friends, and their geyser the, and spiritual destruction against the Jews to destroy their religion or other mitzvahs, then it's yehorag v'al yavr on anything. You have to die. Afilo al achas mishar ha-mitzvahs, so if it's Shas Hashmad, then first of all, we always consider it that it's Lahavira Yaldas, and you don't need to check the other box of being in public. So no matter what the mitzvah is, you always have to die. It has to be a king? What if it's like, like, um, like masculine? Like Shas Hashmad, it means someone in, in great authority. Power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. Why was the Rambam telling people to hide that they were Jewish during the times of the What does that mean? Almohad. Sorry? Why was the Rambam saying that he was like Jewish during the times of the Almohad? But he himself wasn't, you know, he made us an engine. Like, what, what's the Shabbat? Like going against exactly what he said over here. Crusades. Like it has to be like like that. Yeah, it can't be like, oh, marry the Shiksa. Or like enticing you to marry a Shiksa. That's not Shabbat. I imagine it's... Do this or you'll convert or die. Yeah. Um, so what's your answer? Same thing. The, uh, hiding your Jewish but not breaking anything? Like, the, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that to hide your Jewish you had to break things. Who's the Almohads? They were the they were the, the before the before the Christians made the Inquisition. The first ones to do it in Spain were actually the Muslims. Wasn't an inquisition. Hiding their Jewishness would mean that they, they don't do things openly. I'm not say, I didn't he was talking about <laughs> looking for people who are Jewish and trying to kill them. Like if they would be asked to do a small avera and a shas hashmad based on this rule, the well, the Rambam does. Okay, first of all, the Rambam does write in a letter that even in, in a letter he writes that even this halacha of gimel. Even Shas Hashmad is only if the person who's forcing you is doing a dafka lahavira yaldas. You have to know it for a fact. From here it just seems you would always assume it's lahavira yaldas. But the Ram this is you have to know it for a fact. In addition, I don't know the questions were they a melech, you know, and they went from town to town that they, you know, they. It was all temporary until you know, the, the, the reconquistita, until, Russia, the, until the Christians regained it. Yeah, let's, let's, okay, okay. Alright, I hear the question. Fine, so this is the Rambam's opinion. Let's just see some other opinions on the matter over here before we get really to the crux of the issue. Look at number four. Number four is a note of the Deva in Lukuta Sichis. It's a Sicha actually in Pasha's Vayeshev about how Yosef listened to his father to check up on his brothers, knowing his brothers might kill him. He's putting his life in danger to do the mitzvah of kibodav. You know, you know what I mean? He's sacrificing his life for stama mitzvah. According to the Rambam, you can't do that. The Rambam holder is not part of the big three. You have no right to give up your life. So Yosef should have told his father, no, 
Yosef should have said, this type of mitzvah, I can't give up my life for this. If he assumed his brothers would kill him. So that, that's what, okay, correct. The Rebbe does make mention of that. The point is the Rebbe has a note over here. And the Rebbe collects a number of opinions, so it's a great place to look. Look at, look at number four. Va'af, even though, shedin zeh im If somebody wants to be machmir on himself, and by a regular mitzvah, I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to do the Avera, I'm going to die. Does he have the right to be machmir? The Rambam unequivocally holds no. Being machmir is suicide. But there are opinions who allow it. So maybe Yosef HaTzadik was relying on those opinions that you're allowed to give up your life for any mitzvah. So the Rebbe says, even though this din that if you want to be machmer on yourself and be killed, you're allowed, is only im ha'aku mechavan lahaviro yaldas. And he quotes Shulchan Aruch Yeredeya. What's Rabbi Yosef Kaira saying? Rabbi Yosef Kaira is saying, in the world of the Rambam, if it's not Shas Hashmad, if it's a regular time and the guy wants you to break Shabbos, the Rambam holds that you only die if it checks, checks two boxes. A, it's public. B, it's dafka to spite Yiddishkeit. But if you don't check both boxes, even if you check one, you have to do the other. So those opinions who hold you're allowed to die, but is that even if neither box is checked or maybe one of the boxes have to be checked? So Rabbi Yosef Kaira says those that allow you to die Arguing the Rambam and hold, you don't have to check both boxes, but one box has to be checked. Namely, the one that the guy is doing it to spite you, even though it's private. So let's say the guy wants you to break Shabbos, it's just the two of you. The Rambam will say, you don't check the box of public, so you have to break Shabbos. Those that argue and say you can give up your life would hold then. Why? Because you do check the box of... The guy's doing it to spite. If the guy wants you to do it for his benefit, then even those who argue on the Rambam will say, that box ain't going to help you. You have to check the box that the guy is doing it to spite Yiddishkeit. And the Nikra Choyvul Batsma, you're called a suicide, but Tzorek Lava, you must do the Avera and not die. And this is from the Shach, quoting from Abena Yeruchim. By Yosef, no one's trying to make him be over any Averis, right? So what right does he have to put himself in danger? So the Rebbe points out, oh, that's Taka one school of thought. But there's another school of thought. Even if you don't check that box, you're allowed to, you're allowed to take your life. You're allowed to be killed. Who says the smak mitzvah gimel? We saw the smak last week about the story of Yehuda Chosid, the, the students on the way to the chasen, they were all killed, right? By the, and the whole bodies were killed besides their, their yeah, the gory story. The smak there says you have a right to always die. The Rebbe sends you to Radvaz, he sends you to Vulnagan, he sends you to Gemara Erevin, Toysuser, Toyrus Chaim and Erevin. Lechem Shemayim, that's from Yankiv Emden, Va'oid, he sent you to Tshuv, that's Semach Tzedek, etc. Next paragraph, he says, The Prisha, who was one of the very, very important commentaries in Shulchan Aruch, um, 400 years ago, he tainers another opinion. Do you know when you're allowed to be machmer? If you can check the box of being in public. The other one of the two boxes. Right, the Rambam holds, you have to check the box A of public, B, Lahavir Aladas. 
according to the Prisha, you're allowed to be machmir and die when, if you can check the box of being public. Even though the guy wants you to build the house, because he wants a big house. But if it's public, that's enough to be machmir. Exactly. And he quotes it from the Shach. And by Yosef at Tzadik, it was before Hesia. Makes sense. That's Anyhow, and then he quotes also the shacht that when we say 10 people, doesn't mean they have to be there. It's as long as 10 people we'll know about that. it. We'll so that. what we have over here is we have, in those that argue on the Rambam, there's three options. There's the smak who seems to hold, you can always be machmer and die, even if you check neither box. Right? The Rambam holds you have to check both boxes, public and lahavir aladas. The smak seems to hold even neither box, you can still die. And then you have two other opinions, and you have to check one box. The first one is Rabbi Yosef Kaira, the Shach, Rabbi Yeruchim. You have to check the box that is to spite Judaism. The Prisha holds no, if you check the other box of public, it's enough as well. All right, so now that we're a little uh, educated about this topic, we can go to the next page. And we come to a whopping tesis. In Psachim over there, on the Gemara, we learned about Hananya, Mishol, Vazaria, and the Tzfardim. It sounds from Tudus Ishroimi that Hananya, Mishol, Vazaria really, what were they thinking? What were they thinking when they divide the Vuchanetz's eating? What were they thinking? They learned the Kavachemer from the Tzfardim. So the first Shaili is what? They had to die. Avodah Zara? Everyone holds Avodah Zara, you have to die. Like, what's going on? If it's in private, right. So, Toysus says like this. Look at number five. He says, Rashi explains, What were they thinking? We know there's a well-known drasha. We saw on the Rambam before. Mitzvahs should not cost a person their life. Better violate and live. Don't hold the mitzvah, um, you know, as, um, don't sanctify the mitzvah and therefore give up your life. That was the issue with Hananiah, Mishal, Vazaria. And what was the answer? They learned from the Tzfardim. They learned from the frogs. Which Bechal Zashayla, the frogs don't have a mitzvah v'chai behem. The Tzfasem, as everybody asks, if that's the pshat, that they had no right to die because the Yid is a mitzvah to live. So how did they learn from the Tzfardim? The Tzfardim Bechal have no mitzvah to live. But either way, Tzfardim is a bigger kasha, v'kasha. Wait a second. Let's assume this image of Nuchanetzer erected was Avodazar. If it was in private, are you allowed to worship or do you have to die? The Rambam said very clear, you have to die. When it comes to Vodazara, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, that's the Rambam's psak. That follows the Tana Rabbi Eliezer. But he's not the only, he's not the only guy on the team. Rabbi Yishmol holds, if it's privately, you're allowed to serve the Avedazara. So maybe Tudus, who's the guy in holds like Rabbi Yishmol. So therefore, Toysus doesn't ask, oh, this image was Avedazara. He knows there's a way out of that question. He has a different question, though. Befarhes Yehavos in public. Avodazara in public, even Rabbi Shmuel agrees, you have to die. Rabbi Shmuel's leniency is Avodazara privately, you can worship. But publicly, there's no two ways about it. Frektaisis, umaskino, we have a conclusion in Sanhedrin. Do the Kula Am, according to everyone, Befarhes, if it's publicly, Chayiv Limsaratzma, you have to give up your life, Afilu Amitzvah, even on a small mitzvah. 
What's he referring to? The Psak we saw in the Rambam. If it's in public and it's Dafka to spite you, like Nebuchadnezzar Bapashus was doing, you'd have to give up your life for anything. For sure, Avodah So, Hanan Mishuzai had no choice. What are you bringing this whole Tzfard in the Kavachemer? So we come to a major debate between Rabbeinu Tam and the Ri. And we're going to see maybe another opinion as well. Umafarish Rabbeinu Tam, that we have the whole story wrong. The Tselem Zed that Nebuchadnezzar made was not Avodah Zorah. It was Tam, an image that he made of himself. L'Kovad Atzmoy. You're allowed about to it. It's just giving honor to it. It's giving honor to him. It's not Avodah Zorah. That's why the Gemara says, Madra, what did they see? What did they see? Because they Bemis didn't have to die. In fact, the Pashtus, thousands of Yidin that were there in the valley did die. Did die. I'm sorry, they, they did bow down. They prostrated themselves. How, how could it be? Because of what they were allowed to. They were allowed to. The Kashrut Khananya Mishal of Azaria. And what did they learn from the Tzfardim? That the Tzfard and Bechlal have no mitzvah ever to die for the Ebeshter. And they went on their own accord and they died where they didn't have to. So hey, uh, we're going to be worse than the frogs. We are going to go in Mesidus Nefesh as well, although we don't have to. But they had no countervailing... Uh, now, I... What? They had no countervailing mitzvah that says you have to live too. Well, there is. V'chai behem, Bechlal. No, the frogs didn't. Oh, oh, that's right. That was the Tzfasem as a Shiloh. So the Pashtus, now Rabbeinu Tam, disagrees with the Rambam. Rabbeinu Tambachlal, the, the, the Chachmei Ashkenaz, held much more that if a person wants to die, he's always has Rishus to die, right? At least if you check one of the boxes. Maybe, and we saw the Smak, who was one of the Bali Tezahot, even if you don't check either box, you can always decide to die. And he quoted from Rabbi Yehuda HaChassid, right? When, all the, when those students of Rabbi died, you didn't check either box, but it was an Indian of Kiddush Hashem, and that was it. So that's Rabbein Atam's opinion as well. So Rabbein Atam holds Tamish of Zarya. It was arbitrary. They really had a choice, and they chose to do it. Now, what inspired them? The frogs. That's what inspired them. Says Rabbein Atam, what's the Namish, uh, sorry, the Chain Mashma. It says, if you look in the Psukim we just learned, Lelekach Leisanachna Polchin, Ulatselem Dadava Loiniskin. The Psukim divide. They said, we're not going to bow down. The Polchen means to serve. We're not going to serve your God, and we won't bow down to the golden <coughs> image. Mashma, that these are two distinct ideas. God and his Tzalem are two different things. What also comes out, Geshmak, is a Gemara in Ksuvus. Look at, number, look at number seven underneath for a moment. Check the Gemara in Ksuvus. The Gemara there is discussing What's worse, death or Malchus? And you'll think, what's Bechlau the question? Yeah. So the Gemara says, look at number seven, Dilma Malchus Chomer, maybe Malchus in a way is more severe than death. The Omar Rav, Rav said, if they would have whipped Hanani Mishal Vazariah, Paul Chulatzalmo, they would have worshipped. Death, they're willing to take because it's a one-time thing. But torture, they wouldn't have been able to handle. And the Gemara responds that Amalei Rav Soma Brei the Rav Ashi the Rav Ashi look at number seven and some say Rav Soma Brei the Rav Ashi the Rav Ashi told his father that you can't compare Malchus to uh, um, everlasting torture Loishani Loch don't you see the difference between Hakosh Yesh Lo Kitzva 
39 whips and then it's over. But Hakash Einlok is a torture which has no end in sight, is worse than death. No, in other words, if if Hananim Shazai would have been tortured with no end in sight, oh, they would have they would have beaten him. Right, exactly. Saying Malchus is not that bad because so, you know there's an end. So the Gemara is saying there's three dargus. There's Malchus, which is which is a temporary pain. There's death, and worse than death is uh, exactly with no end. Torture with no end. Sitting in a dungeon. There's a yeah. There's a famous there's a famous thing like in the uh, I don't remember when it was, but it was like a Roman emperor, I think it was uh, Antoninus, uh, he, he liked to, sh uh, it didn't work with his son, but he was showing him that like, what's a, wor what's a worse kind of torture? <coughs> they, they had two men, and one of them, they're both getting <coughs> the same amount of whips. One man's like uh, standing up to it, the other one's like already wilting, and it's only on 10 whips, and he's like, what's the difference? He's like, that one knows how much he's gonna get whipped, so he's like, he's like just a few more and I'm done, this guy doesn't know. So it's a completely different. Uh, yeah, yeah, beautiful. There you go. Very nice. Did they crawl? Did they crawl? So now, hold on, hold on. This Gemara, this Gemara is a major importance for many reasons. It sounds like torture. Torture is worse than death. So does that mean the Gemara seems to be saying you have to die not to do Avodah You have to die not to do Giliarayas. But torture is worse. Many Paiskim learn from this Gemara Taka, Halacha Lamaisa, you're allowed to do Avedazara to spare yourself from torture. You're allowed three. to do, even the big three, you're allowed to do Gili Arayas to spare from torture. What about murder? <laughs> murder. Are you allowed to kill someone to spare yourself from one torture? It's one of the big three. It's one you of the big the three. That That's crazy. Now, I will tell you though that somebody showing him there in Ksuva's quote. Are from a Rashi that we don't have, oh, 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 we'll get to that more. they quote from a Rashi that you have to know how to sing the Gemara. What the Gemara, what Rav said was, do you think, had they tortured them, would they have bowed, they, would they have prostrated themselves? That's how you have to sing it. That's a question. So, right, no, in other words, Rav, Rav was, was trying to bring out the point, they still would have taken the torture. But so the Gemara making it more exactly harder. exactly so no the Gemara is making torture worse than death which is the point of the Gemara but you can't learn from there that you're allowed to serve that void you still take the torture but mo many Rishonim learn from here halacha that torture is worse than the big three and one of the reasons so important is there's a psak of Rabbeinu Tam not here it's in Gitten. If somebody knows that a guy is going to force you to serve Avodah Zarah and he won't give you the choice to take the bullet, you're allowed to take your own life. Because since you're supposed to die instead of do the Avodah Zarah and the guy is not going to do it, you're allowed to kill yourself. All, uh, it sounds like all three. The lady from the four, you know, that traveled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She asked, will I have a chalik on Haba? And she jumped off. Right. Exactly. She jumped off. Her husband, her kid was there. Yeah. Yeah. So Rabbi Natam learns it from a story in Gitin that the Romans had captured hundreds of girls and boys, were taking them to Rome, and the girls knew while they and the girls jumped off. Rabbi Natam and the boys as well. Rabbi Natam says, you see from here that if you know you're going to be sucked into one of the huge averis and you won't be given the choice to die, then you could do it to yourself. Now that makes sense. In that case, suicide's okay. So here's the thing, though. I remember having a debate years ago. If someone was on top of the if someone was on top of the World Trade Center and they see what's happening, are they allowed to jump? 
in videos where they actually captured people jumping. It's horrible yeah. to see. Because they didn't want to get burned. And the, yeah, to save themselves from torture. torture. If someone knows for sure there's going to be torture, can they jump? Okay. So I, I, I was a book. I was a young booker. What? What? Even if the sword's falling on your neck. Right. Al yimnas marachim, but we had a shear. We had a shear once that that's only by a melech. Because a melech is like a tzibur, and by a tzibur, even if Hashem made a gzar din, you could break it. But, uh, so I remember I was discussing, I was, I was in a yeshiva, and there was a Litvisha guy there, Hagel, uh, 10 years older than me, a scholarly fellow, and we were having the debate actually in the dormitory in a bedroom. And uh, this guy said, no, nah, you're not allowed to jump. You're not allowed to jump. Suicide. And it, it, didn't, it didn't resonate with me. It didn't resonate. It didn't make sense with me. And I'm not going to say what the halacha is, but I'll tell you a powerful argument why you should be allowed to jump. And that's like this. Assuming the Gemara number seven is Bapashtus, that if torture is happening, then you're allowed to give up, then you're allowed to do the big three, right? So imagine like this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's the right I'm going to bring. Hold on, that's exactly what I'm that's That if someone's going to force you to do Avedah Zara and not give you the way out of death, Rabbeinu Tam, Pastin, and Gitin, you could do it yourself. Which means suicide is the better option than serving Avedah Zara. Avedah Zara is more serious. The Gemara in Ksuvis number 7 says, better do Avedah Zara then suffer torture, which means torture is worse. So you have suicide, Avodazar is more serious, more than that is torture. So then for sure you should be allowed to kill yourself to save yourself from torture. That would be the argument. That would be the argument. What? And huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, there's, it's if you're allowed, hold on, let, room, but it let, makes let, sense. Let's, let's build it up. You're allowed to take your life Knowing you'll be forced to do Avodah If the guy is not going to give you the choice, you're allowed to take your life. Fine. Which means taking your life is pre preferable and more lenient than actually serving idols. Like, don't even go there. We see in number seven that torture is more up to better serve idols than torture. Don't even go to torture. So, for sure, you should be able to take your life than have to suffer torture. Not to mention if you have a frog. No, in reverse, yeah. in, 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 instead of doing idols, not yeah. stop. No, 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 but you have like A, B, and C. No, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's this team beat that team, and that team beat the other team. This team beat the other team. It's not the benefit torture that would be for a short amount of time, but after that, you'd be able to survive. Yeah, well, that that the Gemara says is less than that. Can't just do it, Tom. If the Jets beat the Patriots. Anyhow. Yeah, exactly. But by show, when show, when show took his life, many hold the reason that show took his life was many hold that show took his own life. So you he should spare himself from the torture the Plishim would put him through. Now, there's a big machlokit to show him if Shoal did a sin or right. Shoal was good. We saw in the smack last week, Shoal was right. He was allowed to do it. And if the reason is to spare himself from torture, so that would be just another riot. Torture. Hmm. Yeah, he was going to get Yeah, they would do who knows what. They would just torture him and torture him and torture him. Anyhow, so this would be an argument that if someone knows for sure, they're going to... Unless you're tiny, you're saying that in the World Trade Center, if, oh, yeah, if, no. if, if the fire is going to get to you, it's yeah. not going to be... So I'm saying the question is, 
It's not going to be perpetual usurum. It's only going to be a short amount of time until. Well, it's, it's, it's but, 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 uh, burned to death is a pretty. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, anyhow, anyhow, but uh, but let's go right to oh. Oh. Well, the, well, the Moranos took, took the other face that they're going to All right, all right, according to me. Oh, I didn't say what you kind of shouldn't do. He clearly prefaced with, I'm not saying yeah, that. They, 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 There's a story. I'll bring you another ride. There's a story in Masechta Avedazar that Rabbanina ben Trajan was wrapped with a Sefer Torah. They were burning him. But they put wet cotton on his stomach and chest. He told the guy to, he told the guy to speed it up and go to El Mahabo with him, no? Right, to, to increase the fire. But... Uh, Okay. The students, Rabbi Yudchanina's students, told him just to take his own life. Rabbi said, let the Abish to do it. I'm not going to do it myself. But the students tiny that he should do it. Isn't that a right? Logically, he would be allowed to do it. That's mamish like the World Trade Center. That who? The students told Chanina ben Tragen, take off the... Whole the right, 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 just no, let yourself die. Take out the whole that they're doing it because <clears> of, 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 of not being a Jew. The World Trade Center, you're not going against Shabbos or anything. No, but the, not just no, no, the Vort was Yisurim. The Vort is dying through Yisurim because of doing that. Because of doing that. Listen, I listen. Terror is the principle. It, 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 ma- it makes sense if you're in a room. It makes sense if you're in a room and a guy is slowly killing you and you have a gun, you should shoot yourself. I don't know. To me, it makes a lot of sense. And I think, anyhow, but either way, either way, what? Or I'm in a car, someone's driving insane. I could jump out now and kill myself. What does that mean? No, if it's a vada, if it's a vada, if it's a vada, if you're in the World Trade Center, it's not you sort of being in a car, someone's driving insane. I've been in cars, I'm trying to use Anyhow, anyhow, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. So here's the thing, though. So when it comes to that Gemara number seven, so first of all, we said that Rashi learned the whole Gemara differently. Rav was saying it in the kind of, uh, do you think they would have bowed down? They still wouldn't have, right? So then that Gemara won't help us. Only if you learn it simply, that they actually would have bowed down, teaches you that torture is the worst. But, but Rabbeinu Tam has a whole different spin. Rabbeinu Tam says the image of Nebuchadnezzar wasn't Bechlal Avodah Rabbeinu Tam says, do you know why the Gemara says in number seven that had they been tortured, they would have bowed down? Because it wasn't Avodah It was only a Khurma they decided to die. Death they were willing to do, not torture. So but Rabbeinu Tam holds Lamaisa, you're not allowed to serve Avodah Mamish to save yourself from torture. So going back to number, back to Toysus in number five, Rabbeinu Tam says, now that I've told you that this image of Ruchanetzar, Bechlal was only for his honor, the Asi Nami Shapir, back to number five, two thirds of the way in, this that we sang, Suvis, Ilmole Nogd, if they would have whipped Rabbeinu they would have bowed down the Tzalma to the image. Frek Rabbeinu Tam, if it's Avodazara, you think Hananazar would have, would have bowed down to save himself from torture? You think they would have bowed down, but Fairish not? So Rabbeinu Tam's opinion is. Rabbi Natan himself holds that torture and death are in the same thing. You have to do both of them before you worship idols. The whole Shulchan Shosai wasn't idols. It was Tam it was Tam the Vachanetz's Mishugas. People should show him honor. This only Chan- works if you're going to say that because because you only have to check off one box because of public, right? Or because he holds like that. the smock. You don't have to check over either box because uh, because 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 was this in public? 
the Pashtas it was in public, but Rabbi Korf mentioned a Marsha. You see, the Toysus has thrown Rashi completely out the window. Rashi says Hananim Shavazariah should have bowed down because Bakal the Abishta wants a person to live, not to die. And Toysus says, I mean that's rubbish, everyone knows it by Avodazara. So what's Pshat and Rashi? So the Marsha says Rashi holds that the, the guy speaking here to this holds like Rabbi Yishmol, that in private, even by the Dezara, you're allowed to worship. And this was in private. I there was this huge statue in the valley. Marsha says it was private. There weren't 10 Jews there. There were not 10 Jews there. It's a valley. There weren't 10 Jews. So Marsha says it was private. I mean, that's not the way you understand the story. In order to defend Rashi, he says that. Anyhow, either way. This is Rabbeinu Tam. So Rabbeinu Tam is a whopper. Says Tesis, Umiya, however, Lashon Polchul Loyasi Shaper. The Gemara says in, in Ksuvis Polchul, Polchul and Aramaic means to worship. <coughs> Sigidu means to bow down. Polchul means to worship. If this was just an image of Nebuchadnezzar, there's no worship. So therefore, Tesis quotes from the Re, the Re argues Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam's nephew, the re almost, you know, he as much as he respected his uncle, he's uh, he has no problem arguing. Although we do have a letter from the re, a halachic letter, where he says about a certain issue, I, I in theory I disagree with my uncle, but who am I? I'm not going to argue against his psak. But of listen, here we are. Because the re says, you know, you know what the issue was? Shaloi borchu. Why didn't they run away? Before the event, they could have ran away, just like Daniel did, as the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, what's he talking about? Look at number six. Daniel was also in Bavel. Nebuchadnezzar loved Daniel. In fact, he referred to Daniel as a deity, as a, as a, as a god. Look at number six. Where was Daniel during the saga? Oh my Rav, Rav said that Nebuchadnezzar sent Daniel on, like a, on the most random mission. Lemichra to dig Nara Rabba to to dig a river in Tiveria. To get busy, he told Daniel, "Get out of town. I don't want you to be here this day because I, I know you're not going to bow down, and I don't want to kill you." Exactly. Shmuel says, "Lasui bizra da aspasta to bring aspasta seeds. It's some type of animal food." Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Nevachanetzer sent him Lasui to bring chaziri to bring pigs from Alexandria of Egypt. To bring it to Babylon. Frakti Gemara it's not true. There was a. The, didn't exist yet. That area, that area, that area, that area. Didn't have a name, didn't have a name. the city when he went Okay. That's Alexandra. But there were farms, there were farms, there were dogs, there were dogs. It's on the water, it's on the water. One of the only places in Egypt that has a bit of green. Yes. in San Francisco in the 1700s. And then Alexandria was famous. All right, 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 right. So. Well, well, the, you know, the truth is, there's a crazy thing. There's a medrash that says when Alexander the Great built Alexandria, he took the remains of Yirmiya. There's a medrash that says Yirmiya was murdered in Egypt by the Yidin. The Yidin murdered Yirmiya. They buried him maybe near Cairo or something. And when Alexander built Alexandria, he took the cave of Yirmiya. And he put it, he wanted that to be a shrine in the city of Alexandria. A very strange measure. Do you know how Yermia passed away? 
The Arizal says that Yemi is buried in a cave in Eretz Yisrael. The Barbanel says he ended up in Babylon. But there's one Medrash that says he was killed in Mitzrayim. Anyhow, but either way, Tudus the doctor said, ain't part of the Chazira. Um, a cow and a pig never leaves from Alexander. Sha'ain Alexandria, sorry. Sha'ain Khoischino Aim Shalah. That they don't cut the mother Bishfil that she shouldn't be able to give kids. Egypt doesn't want that the world should be her. You know, it's like uh, if you take the animal out, we're going to uh, make sure it doesn't make sure it can't have any offspring. So the Gemara says Zutri Icy Bloy Datayu. That year, that Daniel was going to smuggle small ones. The Mitzrayim wouldn't realize. Taner Abanon Shloi Shahayu Bais There were three that were involved in this Eitzah. God Daniel Devuchanetzer. Hashem said, Hashem said, I want Daniel to leave. Deloy Lemu. People shouldn't say Bizchusei Isnatzo. People shouldn't say, you know why Hananim Shazar survived because of Daniel. Hashem didn't want people to say that. So Hashem orchestrated Daniel to be out of town. Daniel said, I better get out of town. No, no, different guy. No, dear. What are the chances? What are the chances? No, it's a different guy. The Daniel Omar, Daniel said, AIDS, I better get out of here. The Pasuk says, Psila, they came. Gods have to be burnt in fire. Nebuchadnezzar had worshipped Daniel. Daniel thought to himself, if I'm going to be there and I'm going to refuse to bow and I'll be thrown in the fire, God's not going to save me. God's gonna, I'll die as a fruition of the Pasuk that gods must be burnt. No, so no, die, die al Kiddush Hashem. The Maral asked, so let Daniel, why was he afraid to die al Kiddush yeah, Hashem? It bothered him? He wanted into it. No, we're gonna, we're, no so the, no, the Maral says he touched as he got out. that he was killed. It's gonna, it's gonna destroy the whole miracle, Hanan Mishav Exactly, if Daniel, it's gonna, it'll, it'll confuse everyone. But Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar saw Gabriel walking them inside the tower, inside the. Right, the and it made a big kiddush Hashem. If one of them burnt, right? Imagine, imagine what would people say. The whole miracle. Ah, oh, but here's the thing. Nebuchadnezzar said, "Let Daniel leave." The Lord, people shouldn't say that I burnt my God, because everyone knows I look at him as a God. I don't want people to say I burnt my God. Fine. And how do you know that that he worshipped Daniel? Because it says Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and he bowed down to Daniel. Fine. So what's the re saying? The re holds. This was Avodah but the re-holes, Hanani Mishal Vazariah, were able to flee. They were able to flee. Why didn't they flee? Because they, the they learned from the Tzfarad and the frogs could have also fled. Or like the Vilna Gaon said, each one didn't have to be the one, and they chose to do it. We're choosing to do it too. So according to the re, it was Avodah So going back to the Gemara number seven, the re disagreed with his uncle. The re says that the Gemara Rav is saying, had they whipped Chanamashavazai, they would have bowed down to the idol, which means torture is the worst, and you're allowed to do the big three, and then we could make our Cheshbon to jump off the Empire State Building. According to Benatama, it won't work. According to the Ri, it would work. So when the guy's calling the rabbi about the, you know, about the gets, they'll quickly rabbi ask him, which one? <laughs> quickly, Benatama, the Ri, quick. Now, God forbid. Anyhow, but uh, oh, so where is this all taking us? Absolutely fascinating. By the way, there's a third way. There's another way of learning the Gemara and Psachim, and that is the Maharam Chalava. The Maharam Chalava was one of the last of the Rishonim. He lived in Spain, Barcelona. He was a kid when the Rashba, 
was a big rabbi and he considers himself a student of the Rashba, although the Rashba died when he was 10 years old. But he used to today, and then the Rashba's son became his Rebbe. And so he's born around the year 1300, you know, give or take. And then, you know, he lives. The Maram Chalava says, you know what the, the, the Shail of the Gemara is? Chananim Shavazariya should have killed themselves. When the Gemara says, why did they let themselves be thrown in the fire? They should have killed themselves. As per the Psaq of Rabbeinatam and Gitin, that if you know you're going to be forced to do one of the big three, and you're going to have to die, you could just do it yourself. You could just do it yourself. Which is a major chiddush, because Rabbeinatam said that if you know the guy won't they're give you the live. option. They're not going to live, right? But here they knew there's an option, there's the fire. Yeah, right? so, what's so I would say maybe the pshat is, if you know they're going to give you an option, but the option maybe is much more painful. It's torture, back to the torture. Even if it's temporary torture. But, you know, here we have to you know, think a little bit. But that's how the Madame Chalava learns. The Shah's why didn't they kill themselves? So it's amazing. Rashi says, Rashi learned they should have bowed down. Rabbi Natam says also, because it wasn't a desire, it was just an honor. The Reese says they should have run, but Amchalava says they should have killed themselves. Fascinating. How, why, uh, would, why would killing yourself be better than a guy killing you? Yes, according to no. him, and according to him, it's a very funny Shiloh. You know, Rabbi Hanina ben Trajan, when he was being killed, the Masech Tavazara, when he was surrounded by, we said a story before, you know, he told his students, I'm not doing it. Let the Abish who gave me my soul, let him take it from me. Right? So. That's the answer. That's, you know, who needs the tzvardim? There's a general rule that you don't do it to yourself. Rabbeinu Tam's psak was, if you know the going won't give you the option, right? They're going to force you to kill someone, so they're going to force you into the Gili Arayas. You know, there's not going to be another... So then you do it. Yeah, but here they weren't forcing them to do an Avera. They were just killing them. No, 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 bow down to the idol. No, when they, instead of... Meaning they weren't going to bow down, so then they were going to get thrown in the furnace. But what right. does he want them to do first? Before you're getting the thrown in the furnace, right. go that's and jump off a roof. No, right, that, that's, that's, that's exactly sure what we're asking. That, yeah, no, we're asking, according to Madame Chalava, what was to this question? Yeah, it's that's very strange, but that's how he learns. That's how he learns. Either way, oh, so here's this incredible thing. The Shavus Yankov, Rabbi Yankov Reicher, was a major Paisik 300 years ago. He passes away, I think, 1727, sometime around there. And uh, he wrote many, many, many svarim. He wrote the Choyk Yaakov on Hilchus Pesach, the Alter Rebbe is quoting him left, right, and center. And he was an incredible rov, and he wrote tons of svarim. And his tshuvas, the Shvus Yankov, deals with incredible questions. And one of them is like this. He says, you have a city. The Goyim barge into the city. And they say, everyone must convert or else. Right? 95% of the city have been rounded up. You have one guy who's able to escape. Is he allowed to escape? Or should he join the community? Does he have to escape? Or is he allowed to die? The Shavuz Yankov says at first glance, you should not escape. You should let yourself be caught and die. He says it sounds strange. It's the re. That's how the re learned the story of Hanani Mishol Vazari and the Tzfarzim. The Hanani Mishol Vazari had the option to run away, right? But they learned from the Tzfarzim, no, just like the frogs didn't have to leap in, but they decided to, we're going to do the same thing. And they remained. They could have run like Daniel. That's what the re says in the end of number five. They could have run like Daniel. They chose to stay. 
That means you're supposed to. You're supposed to. You have to learn from the frog. It's almost like a halacha. It's almost like a halacha. No, so he said, well, Anytime. that was the case. Right. The case was about al tifrish minatzibur, meaning how far don't separate from the community. If no, they're all dying, so join them. I know. They all jump off You're right. You have to too. How many times right. did your mother so tell he, you, if, if everybody else jumps off roof, you follow them? So, no, no, the truth is, even Hanani Meshav Azariah, assuming that all the Yidim were rounded up there, it could be the re only holes. They didn't run away because no one else ran away. They said, Daniel ran away, but we're going to stay here with everybody else. It could be, it could be, it could be, it could be, because he throws in Al Tifresh Minatsib, he does throw it in. But he says, in such a case, he says the correct thing not only you can remain, you should remain. Don't be a coward and run. Take the test. Die! Yeah, take the test. Of That's what the Shvus Yankov says. But hold on, wait, 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 wait. And, but the Shvus, then the Shvus Yankov, he says, he says, he says it's clear the re, it's basic re. But then, yeah, oh, oh, oh. but then he says, wait a second. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai and his son, the Romans are after them. What did they do? They fled for their life. That was personal. Yeah, it wasn't. But it was the Romans. It was, and it was against all the. It was time shmat. Moshe ran from his life from Pari, right? But that's not. That's not running from. But he gives. I'll give you a great example. He quotes a great example. It's a story that appears twice in Shas. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bova, one of the Tanoim, he wanted to give smicha to his students. The Romans said, any. Yes, anyone that gives smicha. He's going to be killed. The student will be killed. The city where it happened is killed. The closest city will be killed as well if it's done outside. He found a place between different mountains, equidistant from different cities, and he gave smicha to six students. Rabbi Kiva's big students, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Nehemiah was there as well. And uh, Yehuda Mbava gave him smicha. Somebody, it leaked, somebody had daubed. The Romans came running. So he tells the students, run, run for your life. They said, Rebbe, what's going to be with you? He said, I'll be like a rock that can't be overturned. Masha says, what that means is that I won't feel a thing. And they came and they turned him into a sieve. A sieve. They uh, butchered him until he had blood coming out from everywhere. But the students had run. How? How'd they run? Apparently, you're allowed to run. That's not running away from a community. It's running away from right. a person. That's no, it's running. Guys. No, but no, but they were shas hashmad. It's shas hashmad. It's just like this. It's just like this. Torture. It was a had an They were all individual rough. people, though. What? It wasn't like they were coming after a city. They were coming after the community of the students. Okay. Oh, 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 so well, if you say you see, you 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 see, you you bought you bought. That's a stretch. No, you're buying. But you're buying the vort I said before. I said it could be the reason only talking about when there's a community. So how would it apply over there? Anyhow, so you're right. But he says like this. He says, therefore, he believes you're allowed to run. He says you're allowed to run. Oh, so what's pshat in Hanan Yomishol Vazariah? He says a fascinating thing. He says, you know, there's a Gemara in Saita. When Yehuda saved Tomer from the fire, a Baskol came out and said, Yehuda, you saved her from the fire? I promise your Enoklach, Hananya Mishol Vazarya, will be spared from the fire. So says the Shavus Yankiv, Hananya Mishol Vazarya knew their destiny was to be thrown in the fire. They were told they can't run. And he says, because if you don't say that, 
He asked the same kasha the Shagasarya asked the Vulnagon as a kid. He asked the same kasha on Tudus. If not, how did they learn from the frogs? Hashem said the frogs have to go to the ovens. How did they say, right? Because the frogs died, so that means we're allowed to die. The frogs were told to. When were they told to? Oh, they were also told. They were also told. When? When the heavenly voice told Yehuda when he saved Tomer, good, your Enoch will also be saved from the fire. Yeah, but it's not just told, they also told they were saved. That's Chidoz therefore says, he paskins like this, he paskins like this. You're always supposed to run. The very fact they learned from the frogs means they must have been similar. And just like the frogs were told to go in the oven, it must be they were told as well. He has the same kash as the Shagasarya, but he doesn't give the Vilna God's answer. His answer is attack it. There was also a command of Khanani Vazarya. And they learned it from the frogs. I who needs the frogs is saying that a tradition in their yeah. family. But the but the Shusyankov says, but a regular case, you should run. You should run. But he says, if someone doesn't want to run, if you don't want to run, you always have the right to stay. Because the Chal, the Ashkenazim, we're more mekel. You're allowed to give up, like we saw before. The Rambam, you know, you have to live, you have to live. But there were many other opinions who were more lenient. The Shavuz Yankov has a leniency. <laughs> if you want, you could stay. And then when the choice comes, you'll choose death. You know, so that's how he ends his tshuva, which to me, which to me sounds so strange. Why couldn't that just be the answer? To say, Hananya Mishol Vazariah, were machmer on themselves. And we don't have to do it. They were just, you know, being machmer. But either way, he says that they had this tradition. They knew they had to go in the fire. So comes the chidor, comes the chidor and says, I don't get this shvus yankiv. If they knew about this tradition, that means they knew they were going to survive. So. That's not our tradition. Our tradition is they thought they were going to die. Rashi writes in Parshas Emmer, if a person gives up his life, he jumps in the fire, thinking he's going to die, like Avram and Nimrod, God will help you, you'll survive. But if you go in thinking you'll survive, like Avram's brother Haran, you'll die. And Rashi there quotes as proof the story of Hanani Mishal of Azariah. Here, because so because they said they said we don't know if God's yeah. going to help us. We're going to do it anyways. Yeah. So the chidos. So the says, wait a second. Mimanovshich. Did they know about the the tradition or not? If they knew about the tradition that they have to end up in the fire, then they must have known they're going to survive. That was the whole. Vo- the Baskol told you who the good news, not bad news. You saved Tommy or Enikluk will be saved. What to say? They only heard the first half of the story. They'll be thrown in the fire. It's not logical. Maybe that means they heard the whole thing, but that's not our tradition. And if they don't know about it, so then the Shvus Yankov is back to where he started. So here's the thing I just want to show you that uh, did they know about it or not? There's an absolutely fascinating medrash in number eight. It's Shirashirim Rabba, and uh, it's mamish mind blowing. I put the whole thing here, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the medrash starts off by saying, when they were told by Nebuchadnezzar, order this, order that, and I mean business, I'll kill you. They went to Daniel and they asked, Rabbeinu Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar made it sell him, and he separated, he, he, he chose from every nation three people. And we were chosen from the Yidin. They were the only Yidin there. Uh, uh, so the Gemara in Sanhedrin clearly says many Yidin bowed down. And the Gemara says that after Hananim Shavazariah went out alive, the Goyim told all the thousands of Yidin that bowed down. 
Look what the Abisha can do for you. Why'd you guys give in? But the Medrash here says that uh, a different version of the story. Only three, three were selected from each nation. So they asked Daniel, what do you say? Should we bow or not? Daniel said, don't go to me, go to Yechezkel. So they went to Yechezkel and they told him just like, and they asked the same question, should we bow or not? He told them, I have a tradition for my teacher, Yeshaya. Yeshaya says, Chavi kimat rega, hide for a moment until the anger passes away. He told them to run. Yechezkel told them to run. So they told Yechezkel, if we do, what are people going to say? People won't know that we ran. People will say, you see, every nation bowed, Jews included. No one will know that anyone stood up because we're not going to be there, right? So Yechezkel said, atun Armin, what do you suggest? They told him, we want to stay. We want to be, we're going to put a pagam. We're going to be there and not bow down. In order that people should say the Jews don't bow down. So he told them, if that's your opinion, wait a moment, let me ask God. And there's a pasuk in Yechezkel where it says, from the elders of the Jews came to seek God. And they sat before Yechezkel. So Yechezkel asked God, they want to know, they want to, they're willing to give up their life, will you save them or not? When the first of the big lines, Yechezkel asked God, will you save them? Hashem said no. And uh, the Abisha continued, the Yidden have caused me to destroy the Beis Hamikdash and everything, there's so many Averis, and now they expect miracles to happen? Look in the fourth line of the big lines. At that moment, Yechezkel started crying. He said, I nebuch to the Yidden, the only Choshiva people are these three, and this is what God has to say? This is what God has to say? He was crying. In the meantime, Hanam HaShazer come back, and they asked him, no, what did they wish to say? He said, God's not going to save you. And they responded, whether he does, whether he doesn't, we're willing to die. And the Medrash says, this is the Pshat. If you go back to the Pesukim in number one, one Pasuk says they were certain God would save them. And then they said, and even not, it's almost like they had a change of heart. Like, so the Medrash says the first Pasuk was said before they spoke to Yechezkel, when they thought God would save them. Then they heard it's not going to happen. And they told Nebuchadnezzar nonetheless. After they came to Yechezkel and they heard the answer, they told Nebuchadnezzar, apparently God's not going to save. But either way, we're not going to bow down. After they left, four lines from the bottom, it's crazy. After they left, God came back to Yechezkel. He said, Yechezkel, what do you think? I'm not going to save them? Of course I'm going to save them. I didn't want them to know. The Abish was always planning to save them. And then we learn out from a Pasuk. And Hashem says, but don't tell them. Don't tell them. You know, I want them to go thinking they're going to die. Just like Avram, then I'm going to save them. So it's incredible. So did they know or did they not know? It sounds very clearly, they heard from Yechezkel, God's not saving them. So the, the Chidah is asking on the Shulz Yankiv that if they knew the tradition from Tamar, it doesn't make any sense. That means they knew they would survive. They clearly didn't know. They knew they survived until Yechezkel told them no. Yeah, maybe But that may, may, maybe then the whole Messiah is off. Maybe then they... How do they know they that the first half is still on? Yeah. Who said they have to go in the fire? But cloud. I mean, if Hashem removed the promise, maybe they have to go in the fire. How did they know the first half was still on? That's the Chidah's problem with the Shavuos Yankiv. 
But I want to tell you what time is it? It's really good. So I'm, I'm going to end, I'm gonna end with the this. the one that said that, that the community... Is the Shavuot Yankov started off by saying that you have to stay and die with the community. That's how he started off. He was by from the reed. But then he says, no, Chanam Azar were different. They knew they had to go on the... They were like the frogs who were commanded. You could say, when, when the Moscow came out, it wasn't like David was telling you, like, you're, because you saved them from the fire, now yes. your children are going to go yes. into the fire in order to no, save No, but now they will be saved. They're going to have to go into the fire either way. And because Yehuda saved Tamar, now they're going to be saved. Okay. And now the Abishur, because of the basic mixture, because of things which happened uh-huh. until now, so you're saying that part was revoked. But they you're saying these were the two fire. different... In other words, this wasn't a package deal. Maybe the promise there were two things. One thing is that to go in the fire. The promise for safety has been taken away. <laughs> but that's not what the way it came out. That's way too... In other words... said, it was good news. The fact that the Shavuz Yankov quotes his Gemara and Saita was a Chiddush in the first place, but to start cutting it up yeah, and, 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 and architecting, it's a it's a major guess. It's a major guesswork. It's major guesswork. So the truth is, when I learned this, I thought the Chatechilah is a very simple answer. Are they also descended from David? Yes, from Shevet Yehuda. Are they from David? I know. I know. If they are, how would that help our discussion? So here, you know, when I was learning, I was saying, wait, wait a second. That there's a, wait a second. There's a well-known Nemuka Yosef. Well, why, why don't we think that? Nemu- no, you'll hear it, you all know. You, everyone, the Nemuka Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Chaviva, uh, he was one of the last of the Rishonim in Spain. The Chaznish once said, he just made it into the Rishonim. So, but he he writes that even the Rambam who says that you know you have you never have a choice just to give up your life you know and he always says basically do the avera keep yourself alive but if the guy is a very chosh of a person a god will be Israel and he knows that what his decision is going to have a ripple effect amongst the masses then even then the Rambam would agree would agree that he has the right to give up his life for any avera. Right, even if the guy is doing for his own benefit, but the Rambam generally said, you have to, you have no right to take your life. It's suicide. But if you're God, will be Israel, you're allowed to. In fact, the Rebbe uses this to answer for Yosef as well, that Yosef felt that his actions are a ripple effect for all time, and therefore he had the right to put himself in danger even for the smallest mitzvah. The Rebbe quotes this Nemuki Yosef. So I was saying, well, if even the Rambam. If the Namukiyah is saying, even the Rambam, who never allows you to take your life, but in the case of Adam Godel, he has the right to, so then so too over here. According to the Re, everyone else, you run. And staying there is not advised, right? But if you're Godel, be Yisrael, Chramshav Azariah, I mean, you see clearly in the Medrash here, they said if we're... Everything we do is going to be spoken about. They said numerous times, every, whether we're there, we're not there, the whole world's going to talk about it. So then, a hundred percent, they had the right to do it, right? Sure, and that so, so, but, hold, but I, that I need to end with this. I need to end with this. What they said that in Bimar that everybody's going to find out about it. In the Medrash number eight that we just saw, I read through it very quickly. But if you go through it, they said a few times to Yecheskel, they said if we're not going to be there and no one notices us refusing, right? We're going to lose it. this moment of Kiddush Hashem. And they said, you know, we want to be there. And Dafka five funds. So and everyone should speak about, they said a few times, in order the whole world should speak. Ripple effect. The, 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 this, is, this is the crux of everything. It's the final point, but this is, 
there's an incredible medrash and medrash tehillim. It was meant to be on the paper. You see, there's a medrash called Medrash Shoicher Tov. And in the print that I have, there's two volumes. One is on Tehillim, one is on Mishle and Shmuel. I was running out of the house, I took the wrong chaluk, so I couldn't make a copy. It's in the Medrash Tehillim part, where it says there famously that if you look in this week's parasha by the Tzfardim, they're going to go in the house, in the kneading bowls, in the ovens. But when it speaks about the Tzfardim leaving, you know what it says? The Tzfardim will leave the houses. It doesn't say the ovens. And then it says all the frogs died, but it doesn't speak about the ovens. It says in the Medrash, not all the frogs died. The ones that went into the ovens were the only ones that survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the Chizkunik was right, right. So it's a. Uh, so they mamish survived. They mamish survived. Out of all the frogs, they survived. And the old, you know, it's, um, you know, there's an old word that when it comes to the dogs, because the dogs didn't bark in next week's Parsha and Parsha's boy, oh, so we forever right. give them, we give them, we give them a, a tray for, a tray for we give, we give to the dogs, right? But when it comes to the frogs jumping in the oven, we don't give them food and everything. So what's the old word? It's easier to jump into an oven than to hold yourself back from speaking when you really want to say something. <laughs> but ultimately, those frogs that went in the oven, they didn't die. They were Dafka, the ones that survived. So it's almost like it's like the Russian Parshish Emmer. All the other frogs said, I'm not going in the oven, let the other guy go, which means they expected to survive. That's like Haran. Yeah, know. then you die. Those that went in the oven expecting to die were the ones that survived. Yeah. When we say Hanani Mishav Azar, you look back at the frogs and made their decision. Was it also based on this medrash? I remember years ago, I, 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 won, I had a whole new chat in the Gemara, and then I found out that already hundreds of years ago, people stole my chat from me. <laughs> the chat in the Gemara Psokim of, of Hanani Mishal of Azariah, the Shaila was, why did they decide, why did they decide, why did they decide, they didn't have to, they didn't have to die. I, like all the Purushim we said, either they could have run away, or like Ben Atam says, the Bechal wasn't really Avodah or like Rashi says, that Punk disopinion holds that it was in private, and they could have they could have bowed down. So, what did they learn from the frogs that convinced them to die? The fact that they knew that they wouldn't. It wasn't suicide. They knew that if the frogs who bechlal have no mitzvah to sanctify God's name, and they did a crazy thing, but the Abish protected them, us who bechlal we have a mitzvah for sure we're going to be protected. So the question was, what were they thinking at suicide? The answer is no, they knew they would survive. What about the problem is, wait a second, that means they knew they would survive. So we're back to the Shiloh, the debate of the Chidon, the Shvaz Yankov, did they know or didn't they know? And if they knew they would survive, the whole Rashi in Parshish Emma, Rashi says, you have to be like Avroam, think you're going to die, not like Haran. And he learned from Chaim Shov Azariah. So comes to Chaim Shmulevitz, and we'll finish with this. Chaim Shmulevitz was a... He was a Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael. He was a big Baal Musser. And he says like this. You know what Horon did? When Horon allowed himself to be thrown in the fire, he wasn't hoping to survive. Right? He, he didn't jump in knowing he would survive. He jumped in on condition that he would survive. That and only because of that did he jump in. Hanani Mishal Azariah knew they would survive, he says. 
that a tradition like from the Gemara and Saita, or they learned from the frogs. But they told Nebuchadnezzar, that's not why we're jumping in. We would jump in even if not. And he goes back to the Pesukim and says, that's why first they tell Nebuchadnezzar, God's going to save us. And then they said, and even not, watch the shot, even if he wouldn't. They, they knew they would be saved. And that's why it wasn't suicide. But they were saying, even if not, we would still do it. That's the difference. So if someone's Moisa Nefesh, knowing they would die, but they would have done it anyhow. Knowing they would live. Still knowing, sorry, knowing they would live, but they would have done it anyhow, they're still protected. The issue is like Haran, when you do it because and only because you know you're going to live. So that's the word. So in other words, like this, if you go with this path, so the Shvus Yankiv is now kind of defended from the Chidah. Did they know or didn't they know? They knew. They had this tradition. Ay Yecheskel told them not. So apparently they realized that the the Eibishter wants them to do it not knowing they would be saved. But they knew there was still a tradition. Haraya, the moment they left the front the, door, the, mo themselves. the moment they left the front door, no, they, they realized, no, no, out. they realized, they, no, they, re they realized God wants them to not to do it only because they would be saved. God wants them in their that heart. That very thought process throws off the whole Yechesko. Yechesko told them you're not going to live. So they had a tradition. Exactly. It's not just a tradition. No, no. He told them the Abishta said, but the Abishta the Abishta could always backtrack on a bad decree. First, yeah, that's what they're relying on. Neil sent them to Yechesko. Yechesko's telling them you're not going to live. Now they're hearing nothing. They're hearing nothing. They're hearing Yechesko. So what are they? Yechesko's not a medrash. He's a he's a you know. It's no, no, no. So they knew the Abishta wants them to hear that they're not going to survive. The Abishta wanted them to hear that they're not going to survive. So in order for them to inject, it could be before they, you know what, I'll tell you even better. No, before they came to Yechezkel, they thought, when they spoke to Daniel, their first question, are we going to survive or not? Why do they want to know? At that point, it sounds like, it sounds like they would only do it if they knew for sure. So the Abishta tells Yechezkel, tell them no. So then, but they're, I they're want true. them to be to engender in their uh -huh. hearts. We know Yefeskel's really telling us no, because then we can have the credit that <laughs> the whole thing is off. Well, no. <laughs> I think this makes a lot of they sense. They knew that he knew that they knew. <laughs> yeah, but they're faking themselves. No, 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 no. They had to engender. They had to really create. No, no, no. They had to ready their mind. Fakir, these people were emissary people. No. You know his line? No. They're doing it either way. They didn't need Yefeskel at all. So the whole thing of telling them no is that they're doing for attention. When they were told no, what they did, they understood that the Abishta wants them to do it regardless, not because they're gonna it happens to be that they had a tradition in their father's house that they and they learned from the Tsfardin that God's gonna come in they learned from the Tsfardin God's gonna save them in the nick of time anyways. That tradition from their father. Definitely didn't play a But what? But they, they knew that God did not want them but don't we want to, to say think about that. About them, that they, they went in with um, Messias Nefesh. That's they were ready for it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That, and that was the message Yechezko told them. But that was the message Yechezko told them. But we really know Yechezko's just saying that. No. So I can get credit. That's what you're saying. Is that no. they really no, know. No, they had no doubt. They knew Yechezko was only saying, and according to what you're saying, is they knew Yechezko was only saying. In order that they should engender inside themselves a feeling. Mendy, if it was that but obvious, if it was I, that obvious, I can't why would... do that if I know I'm gonna live. Mendy, I can't fake myself. But if you're Hanan, you're Shov Azariah, you could. Mendy, Mendy. Then why Yechesko has to? Now, by the way, by the way, I just want to say one thing. 
The issue that you have is only the way I'm trying to fit it with the medrash yes. number eight. If you get rid of that medrash, right, it's still a very geshmaka way of learning the Gemara and Psachim and number two. The, what they learned from the Tzfardim was that this wouldn't For be sure. suicide, right? For sure, but... All I'm so, trying to do is say that it, what Yechezkel's mission from God was to make sure that they don't do this conditional to their safety. Yeah, so I'm saying the as far as they're concerned, they should imagine they're not going to survive. And, that's, and the, that should be in their mind. And that's the second to be, part of their statement. Say, so, you know what, at first we thought we were going to live, but now we're telling you, you know what, that's so much more honorable. Even if we're not going to live, even though you're said we're dying, that. we're still jumping into the fire, and I'm still but not bad now. But did they expect to die? They, they expect, yes, that's the second part, even if Hashem tells us we're not going to live. But the Tzfardim didn't die. So they're not the Tzfardim. They're learning from the Tzfardim. No, they're learning well, the idea of following Hashem. Hashem. Exactly. And they not everybody had saved by the bear. The fact that the Tzfardim lives is not according to everybody. No, I right, think right. this is according to All right, hello, the first three, hello, the first three quarters of the shear well, thing was successful. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot more kiddush Hashem, it's a lot more meaningful, it's a lot more sacrifice. There's no sacrifice. There's no sacrifice in that. You never did the thing. They were ready to do it if not. You're ready to do it. No, no. No, they asked him. Wait, wait, wait. They're getting self-germanious right now. They asked us who they wish to save us. You know you're living. They asked they him the really, words were. They are really saying. Um, they can say what they want. There is no sacrifice. Wow. You do not you sacrifice know. when you know you're going to live and you're going to jump off if that you cliff. Ready to die, if you're ready you to die, die anyway, so that's that is the yeah, yeah, so What should they do? Let me know. You didn't practically sacrifice. You would have from today till tomorrow, but you didn't. If you would have died anyway, you guys call it ask David. Did you sacrifice? I'm not sure. You said theoretically. No, it isn't. You have to sacrifice. On their behalf. On their behalf. Because no, he says, he says, hold on. Exactly. Exactly. Right, 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 which means that look at the elementary way. It doesn't say it's not going to happen, right? Are you going to be saved or are you not going to be saved? No, why? They don't want to know that. Why did they come back to find out? Like that. They did come back. They did. No, it did. They left. They left. Yeah, they came back to find out the answer to their question. Because you guys will say, don't worry, I'm not really going to. The last second, yeah, he 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 was he was if you have sacrifice, he didn't because he thought about it, he would have done it maybe in his. He did. 